Hello and welcome to the FT Advisor podcast, the weekly podcast series brought to you by FT Advisor. Each week we'll be joined by guests from the financial services world to discuss the most pressing industry issues. I'm Amy Austin, news editor at FT Advisor, and today I will be discussing pension freedoms and the findings of the Work and Pension Committee's latest report with its chairman, Stephen Timms. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Amy. So last week, the committee published a report looking into pension freedoms and uh, you guys recommended a number of areas where savers need more support with their pensions. Uh, For example, there are recommendations to increase the uptake of guidance um, through pension-wise, splitting out tax-free cash access. And then you also looked at people's access to advice, in particular the advice allowance, um, advice slash guidance definitions and how to kind of increase take up of advice in general. Um, So firstly, I wondered if we could maybe just have a chat about what you think the main lesson the industry has learned as a result of pension freedoms now that we're, what, five, six years down the line? Well, I think the main lesson is that people do need help to make successfully the big decisions that the pension freedoms allow them to make. But that's not a surprise to the industry or to the government. The guidance guarantee was always part of what George Osborne talked about when he talked about the pension freedoms in 2014-2015. The problem is that what's been implemented doesn't guarantee anything. And that's what we think needs to be addressed. So the big the big lesson is that people do need help to make these very major decisions and just leaving people entirely to their own devices is is not going to be a success. Sure and do you think that kind of pension freedoms have been a regret or are they a good thing? I mean personally I think they they're a really good thing to have but I think stuff around it needs to change which I think that you mentioned in your report anyway. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I I think the pension freedoms have on balance been a a good thing. I I was one of the MPs who raised concerns about them at the time they were announced. But on balance, I, I think they've proved to be right. But there are problems that have arisen as a result of them being implemented. Those should have been fixed at the time. This one about guidance was well understood and, and, and talked about then. It wasn't fixed. It must be now, because otherwise we're going to carry on having thousands of thousands of people not getting the income in retirement that they, they should get. Sure. And what about um, timing issues? Because I know that's been cited quite a lot. I know people are quite surprised when they came I mean I spoke to someone in the industry um last week for another piece I'm working on and she was out shopping and had to literally run home (laughs) to make to make sure that um she had covered it properly and do you think they were rushed through um or do you think the industry should have expected them I mean it, 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 it all happened in 2015 um so we've got seven years of experience now of the the freedoms being in in place And the worst thing that's happened, I think, has been the huge increase in in pension scams, with the pension scams industry group estimating that 40,000 people were scammed out of their pensions in the five years uh, from the pension freedoms being introduced, uh, on average losing a quarter of a million pounds each. 
Um, and, you know, the impact of that on somebody is, of course, absolutely devastating. And that needs to be fixed. And it's not just sorting out the guidance that we need to do for that. There are some other things as well. We're looking at the moment at the online safety bill that the government is bringing forward and that we're going to be debating in the next few months. And many of us are saying that that bill needs to be widened to include online frauds, which in its first draft, it didn't. Um, I'm pleased that the joint committee that's been looking at that bill has recommended that it should be widened to include online frauds because most of these scams are now online. They've, they weren't when the pension freedoms were introduced, but they are now. And I think it's very, very important that the legislation deals properly with with scams. But I mean, that's the kind of extreme end of what has gone wrong. Much, much more common has just been the people not quite knowing what to do with this large sum of money that the freedoms have given them access to and not making good decisions as a result. And it's in everybody's interest, including the government's interests, to do what we can to make sure that people do have the help that they need in order to make a good decision about how their income is going to be derived in their retirement. Sure. And I know we talk about quite a lot of bad things when we mention pension freedoms, because unfortunately, you know, things just pop up when you you kind of don't expect it. You know, it's all really good to look back in hindsight. Um, but have pension freedoms kind of done more good than they have done bad, um, especially with getting people to actually be engaged with their pension pots now? Yeah, I, I think on balance it's been a, a good thing. Um, before the freedoms, you were very, very constrained what you could do with your money. Essentially, you had to buy an annuity in due course. And that isn't the right thing for lots and lots of, of people. One of the points we make in this report is that really people need a a, a, a mix of things. You'll no doubt want to take a, a lump sum of some kind. Uh, to take advantage of the, the tax-free uh, allowance. You might then want to do drawdown for a period, giving you flexibility about how much money you take and, and what happens to the rest of the money in the meantime. But then as you enter your kind of older years, you might want to switch to an annuity so that you have absolute certainty about the income that you will be getting in the very last part of your life. And, you know, working out what the best mix of those things is for you is quite a complicated decision. And people need some support in order to, to make it uh, successfully. And, you know, given the help that I think can be provided, uh, I, I'm confident that we could look back in 10 or 15 years' time and say the pension freedoms have been a huge success. Uh, it, it was the right thing to do, but they, we do need to deal with these issues around the, uh, the, 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 the edge of it which at the moment are, are not in place. They're, they're, George Osborne talked about a guidance guarantee. There is no guarantee at the moment. That needs to be implemented. Sure. And moving on to actually advice and guidance. Um, do you reckon we'll ever be able to kind of increase the uptake of both advice and guidance? Or do you think people are just inherently 
you know, happy to do their own thing, like stick their head in the sand, be like, do you know what, I'm going to look at that later. Um, is it ever going to be a problem that can be solved? I, I think it can be. And I think the guidance guarantee that George Osborne talked about was the, the right idea. We've said the department should set a target for the number of people getting guidance or advice, and it should be at least 60%. Um, and there is, you know, the, 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 the guidance guarantee did lead to something. It led to the Pension Wise Service, which is operated now on behalf of the government by Citizens Advice. And from everything we can see, it's a very good service. All the feedback is very positive. People who attended a, a Pension Wise appointment say it's really helpful. Uh, people are much better able to avoid scams if they've had one of those appointments. And quite a lot of the people, the majority of people, I think, who've had a pension-wise appointment say that they have changed their minds about what to do with their money as a result. So all the evidence is that it's it's really positive, um, but very few people take it up. 14% is the, the current take up. And there are, there are some others who do pay for advice on top of that. We've said the government should set a target at least 60% for either pension-wise or paid-for advice. And what we would like them to try out is giving people automatically a pension-wise appointment when they get close to the the age when they can access their pension, maybe age age 50, uh, perhaps once again uh, a, a bit after 55 as well. But let's try out automatic enrolment. Auto enrolment's done a fantastic job in another bit of the pensions world. Let's try automatically enrolling people into a pension-wise appointment. And I think if we did that, we would see take-up would pretty dramatically increase. Sure. And would there be kind of, you know, the opt-out um, option there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there absolutely. Yeah, there would certainly yeah. be people who wouldn't wouldn't need an appointment and would, would not want to attend it. I mean, of course, one of the issues would have to be if you're given an appointment and you just don't show up, potentially that could be a very wasteful and, and, and inefficient. So that's why we're suggesting in our report, this should be trial. Let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I think if that was done, if the money and pension service was instructed to do that, they would work out pretty quickly how this can most effectively be done. And, and then we'd have a, a good way forward. Yeah. So this would go kind of hand in hand with these stronger nudges. That are- yeah. Yeah, I mean, the stronger nudges have, have, or some stronger nudges have been implemented. They've had a, a positive but pretty limited impact so far. We've got to do much better than that. And I, you know, the, the minister did say in the House of Commons uh, some time ago that he agreed that having a pension-wise appointment should be the norm. Now, he's rowed back a bit from that since he, he made that point. But I think he was right when he said that it should be the norm. So we've said 60 percent, that should at least 60 percent should be the, the target. And the government needs to put in place measures to deliver that aim. Sure. I think it's at least important to kind of, you know, snap up those that wouldn't be necessarily like good for them to go and see an advisor because, you know, their pots are too small, or, you know, yeah. can't pay the fees, the various things. I do yeah. think, you know, pension wise would be be good yeah. I mean, pen- pension-wise pension, you know. pension, pension is free of course that's yeah. the, the fundamental uh, virtue of it paid for by the government because the government recognized it was in everybody's interest it was in the country's interest that people make good decisions over what to do with their pension savings that's the justification for funding the pension wise service and let's just make sure a lot more people are able to take advantage of it
Sure. And um, in the report, you suggested that the government should remove the annual limit and uprate the overall advice allowance in line with inflation each year, because at the moment, you know, we know it's it's not working. I mean, we're lucky at the FT with our pension provider, we actually are offered the advice allowance and some of us have taken it up. Um, but I do know from uh, research I've done before that a lot of providers won't do it because they just say it's it doesn't work out you know the demand isn't there so they're spending money and it's just it doesn't work so do you think that you know you're going to have to get providers on board as well as advisors for it to be a success and do you think this is something you can see happening I, I think we yes we do need people to promote it better than it's been promoted uh, so far. We think the five hundred pounds a year limit is is just not appropriate anymore. I mean, the, a, an easy thing you could do would be to say, okay, at the moment you, you're allowed to have three lots of five hundred in different years. Just say fifteen hundred and give people flexibility about how they spend that. Uh, money. Uh, we, we think that all needs to be looked at and, and rethought. Um, but, but then, yeah, we do need providers to be promoting this and recognising that it is in everybody's interest for people to be able to think through properly the choices they've got to make over what to do with their pension savings. And uh, advice, paid for advice, is an important part of the solution. Sure. And just to finish, Stephen, I wondered that if you could, you know, go back in time uh, we're in 2015 and you could do something differently. What would your like kind of number one thing, what would that be? Number one would be deliver a proper guidance guarantee. That was in the rhetoric at the time in 2014, 2015. It's never been implemented properly. That w- was the, the one thing that the government ought to have done. And I think if they had done that, then we would have had nothing like the problem with pension scams that we've had over the last seven years. And many, many people would have been able to make better decisions than they have in practice made over that time. So get the guarantee right, the guidance guarantee. That would have been the number one thing to, to fix at the time. And uh, it wasn't done. So let's fix it now. Sure. And hopefully then in 10 years time, like you say, we'll be looking back and think, wasn't that a great idea? Yeah, absolutely. That's, <laughs> well, Stephen, that's, the, that's the prize. Yeah, exactly. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. Tune in next week where we will discuss other goings on in the industry. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.